0: Thank you for downloading this podcast by Digital Mindfulness. This is episode number 14. Hello, and welcome to the Digital Mindfulness Podcast, where each week we speak with experts who are at the cutting edge of exploring what it means to be human in the digital age and how digitised society impacts upon our organisations and our lives. Today I'm speaking with Jack Cooper, director of the technology company Doppel. The product they've created and the area of research that they're involved in is absolutely fascinating they created a wearable device that works in tandem with the natural rhythms of your body to make you feel more naturally alert or relaxed. This burgeoning area of research called empathic computing has great potential to help professionals and people in their personal lives to naturally and deliberately achieve a state of focus or relaxation. I'll let Jack tell you more about it. Before we get going. I want to take a quick moment to tell you about our online conference taking place on the 3rd and 4th of March 2016. The conference brings together experts from a whole host of fields from technology to psychology, philosophy and others to share wisdom and actionable skills on ways that we can enhance our personal and professional lives in the digital age. Be sure to register now for $100 off the general admission price. So let's talk empathic computing with Jack Cooper from Doppel. Okay, so Jack, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm really excited about learning a little bit more about Doppel and what you guys do and everything like that. But before we start, I was wondering if you can just tell our audience a little bit more about yourself. How did you find yourself coming to working on this project and with this company? Um, So
1: I'm a mechanical engineer by training. Um, and was a filmmaker before I went into into that world Um, and the way I came to find myself here was I met um, the rest of the team on a master's course um, called innovation design engineering it's at the Royal College of Art and Imperial College London Um, and the general idea of the the course really is to get people from all different backgrounds together um, into the same place and then see what they come up with to come up with innovations um, and so doppel was something that we worked on as a team while we were at university and obviously decided to carry it on so that's
0: how i find myself here so so how did you actually come up with the idea for doppel itself because that's really unique i think um well thank you <laughs> um, we so
1: we didn't really have an idea of creating a certain thing when we started out we, um, we were doing research into psychophysiology um, specifically design and technology research into this area so it's an area of psychology um, that's about understanding how our minds understand our bodies um, and this is an exciting area of research because it's thought that The way our minds understand our bodies is the root of our emotions, so this idea that you feel with your heart is not necessarily a wrong way to think about it, so um, a classic example is you hear a loud noise and you become scared and your heart starts to pound, or is it that you hear a loud noise, your heart starts to pound and then you become scared because you react to your heart, and really it's a feedback loop. So. There's lots and lots of ways in which we understand the world through our senses and we react to those in all sorts of ways and then we understand our own bodies and it's actually a very complicated system. Um, But that's where we started researching um, and it's where we came upon the effects that we're utilizing with Doppel um, and start to see how we could use technology in that system, basically.
0: So exactly, um, what is so exactly what is Doppel? What does it actually do, and for people that don't know?
1: Um, so Doppel is a wearable device. It's a band that sits on your wrist, and the active part sits on the inside of your wrist. Um, and what it does, quite simply, is it provides a tactile beat that you feel like a pulse, and it feels like a heartbeat. Um, and that heartbeat sits on your the inside of your wrist where you. We are in London, (laughs) Um, and that beat, uh, that pulse happens on the inside of your wrist um, where you expect to feel your own pulse. Um, And what we achieve is an effect very similar to music. So an upbeat song will get you going, and a downbeat song will calm you down. Um, And we create the same effect but with no noise. So it's a beat that you feel instead of hear. And this means you can use it anywhere and it's entirely in your control. So if you're nervous about talking in front of someone, you can have something that calms you down. If you're tired in the afternoon lull, you can have something that keeps you going. If you're wanting to wind down to go to sleep or wake up in the morning, um, it's like having the ability to put on any type of music you want, any time, but
0: with no distraction and uh, without cutting you off from other people. This is absolutely fascinating because normally if people wanted to... I mean, we were talking just before this about changing their state. Normally, we would take, say, stimulants if we wanted to raise our energy or, um, like, caffeine or something like that. Or we would take a downer if we wanted to relax, like, say, drinking a glass of wine or something like that. But you're saying that what Doppel does, it kind of has that effect. It can change your state by mimicking your heartbeat.
1: Um, So, yes, I mean, it's a different effect um, to those. So... Um, those those drugs are doing something different to your brain they're actually blocking receptors in terms of caffeine and things like that um, the effect is much more like music, that's the closest uh, parallel so it's, it's much more like you've put on I don't know, drum and bass and that's got you going rather than you've had a cup of coffee and they are very different effects people understand that there's a very different feeling associated with both of those things um, obviously sometimes you want that crazy kind of dizzy upswing of a triple shot of espresso um, but uh, that has its downsides in terms of the crash you're going to get later or per- perhaps not sleeping <laughs> okay.
0: um, so you've just raised um, some startup finance from Kickstarter and I understand it was all successful so congratulations um but how was the whole campaign can you just talk a little bit about that
1: um the campaign was intense <laughs> um i mean we probably made a lot of uh, naive mistakes um in in our approach um but it was successful um it was very very exciting and unbelievably gratifying um there's been so much excitement and so much support, and we are already indebted to our Kickstarter backers for helping us um, to reach our target. And I mean, we're hopeful that they're going to give us lots of feedback and help us actually shape this technology. It's still very early stage, it's um, a very exciting area, and we want it to be for people and to help people. And so, we want the feedback of these early adopters that have believed in us. So it's very, very exciting. It's not something, it's not an experience that I'd recommend for people's health. It's a lot of work, but um, it's already been worth it. And I think it's, it's going to be amazing for us to have done.
0: I also, I, I know obviously that there are um, some constraints that you have, but has in addition to people on the ground showing interest in this, has there been any other kind of like corporate or institutional interest in this? Because to me, this is absolutely fascinating and has loads and loads of other applications.
1: Um, yes, there has. Um, we've had interest from all sorts of places. Um, I mean, specifically through the campaign, we've had individuals from various medical backgrounds interested in the potential applications. Um, we we are going to be running a trial with Disney, um, which will be very exciting. Um, that was actually one before the campaign, though that particular trial. Um, and, yes, I mean, the, the interest has been across the board from individual people wanting it for their own use, for people recommending it to friends and saying they're getting it for other people, through to experts or or business people um, who see new market opportunities or whole areas that we could move into.
0: So Jack, it, it very much seems to me that um, what you're creating here, what you're developing here is um, they're empathic machines and you've used that word on your website to describe these machines but could you just describe for the audience what that means exactly?
1: Yes. Yeah, so. We describe it as empathic technology. Um, and we see there as being a few ways of achieving technology that is empathic, um, whether it's empathic by design, um, which is what we we are doing. I mean, they're all empathic by design, because you know it's the intended purpose. But what we have done is we've moved from, um, we started with this psychophysiology um, research It's about understanding people, understanding how they work, and then creating technology to work with how people work. Um, And that's what it is. That's the core technology that's at play. Um, So that's why it's empathic, because it's built on an understanding of people. Now, you also have the area of empathic computing, um, which is also fascinating, which is understanding, well, machines that understand people. so whether that's reading emotions or providing emotions back, there are there's robots with facial expressions um, and how and basically how we can interact with machines um, on this very human level, and that's the area we're working in. Um, and really, it's it's going to be a combination of the two. Always, it's going to be it's designed fundamentally to work with people. And then if you have very intelligent computing that aims to understand people on a
0: human level, um, that's the area we're talking about. How, how then, if um, by working in, say, empathic computing, developing technologies that are empathic, how would that improve the computing experience for people digital experiences? Well, we
1: think that um, the way it it'll improve uh, the experience of people is that if it's working with people obviously it can be done in a way that works better with people Um, and what i mean by this is we when technology is first created it's quite rough and ready and particularly something like computers work in a very rational way um, and their tools and in order to use them we have to become more like computers we have to be very rational but most of the time we're not um, we're irrational and creative and emotional and and we can create tools that work with us on that level more and that will not only be a more pleasant experience for us but also is much less stressful for us um, it can help us in our emotional and creative needs as well um, not just as a tool for our use, and this is happening in across the board everywhere um, if you if you look at design of these objects, if you look at an Apple Mac that has a pulsing light that's at about the rate of breathing that 's a very simple thing, but it actually helps us to connect with the object. people love their Macs and that makes the experience better. It actually makes it a better tool, we use it better. And um, technology is going to move closer and closer to us, it surrounds us more and more and more, and it has to work with us. There's no reason for it not to. Why should we have to change,
0: I guess? Um, I know we spoke about this again briefly in a pre-interview, but um, to be devil's advocate, there are some people that might think that if we have computing that can understand that can work with us on an emotional level that can understand how we feel and then respond to that or influence our behavior um that that could be used for negative purposes um so yeah what would you say to that
1: i would say that it absolutely could be used for negative purposes and it already is Um, it's also used for beneficial purposes um In the end, we are affected by what's going on around us all the time. Um, There's whole areas of research around why we behave in certain ways and if we can help people make beneficial decisions. It's called choice architecture. Um, And it absolutely is the case that we can be persuaded um, to do things. We can have our behaviour changed. Now, with all these things, it's, in the end, it becomes a tool that can be used for good or for bad. Uh, a knife can be used to make delicious food or to stab someone. You know, Technology is an enabler, and what it's used for is, is really a, a case for, is really for the person that's using the technology to decide or to be
0: uh, regulated in how they use it. So you mentioned very briefly that, um, that technology like this, or in fact technology in general, is used to alter our behaviour in a negative way. Could you just give some examples of that? Because in a pre-interview, like that was really fascinating. So,
1: I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to focus on the negative side of things because there are many, many, many positives. Um, but a good example would be The infinite scroll on, um, I mean, negative, it's actually, it's fun. (laughs) But the infinite scroll on uh, your Twitter feed or your Facebook feed or your Instagram um, creates an effect very similar to gambling. Um, So you get random rewards. You never know when something interesting is going to come up, when um, something that will make you smile or will shock you is going to happen and give you this reaction and because it's random it it plays on our reward mechanisms and what we like Um, that being said it's not necessarily negative because it's it's fun it's nice we have a positive response from that it's when you spend too long doing it it's probably not a good thing Um, another example of where there's a bit more conscious manipulation is obviously in retail and advertising Um, we all we all know that Adverts try to manipulate us, it's it's persuasion, um, and what people may not realise is when it's happening to them actually in, say, a shop. So, if you go into a store and it's a bit too hot and the music's a bit too loud and it's a bit too fast, you're essentially being rushed um, and you're more likely just to make a purchasing decision and, and leave, um, which... Obviously, it's fantastic for the shop, but did you
0: really want that top? You know. So, um, all right. So, I'm not going to be devil's advocate anymore. I want to talk about the positive applications of this because I think I, just on my own, I think that there are, could be many. Um, But again, we were talking previously, or I was telling you previously about how this could be used, say, for for children to um, calm them down when they're feeling distressed or, say, in financial services where, you know, to kind of help traders, for example, make make better decisions. Um, But I don't know, from your perspective, where are some of the positive applications that you can see Doppel being used? Um,
1: Well, obviously, I think there's... Myriad ways in which Doppel is going to have a positive effect. Um, So, I mean, in a very general sense, um, people want to control how they feel. Um, I say control. They want to be able to affect how they feel. Um, So I gave the examples of if you're tired in the afternoon or if you're nervous about talking in front of people. Um, So kind of in general life, you can use it um, and avoid some of maybe the negative Uh, sides of things like stimulants Um, but in more extreme user cases you might have someone that suffers from anxiety and can you help them to stay calm Um, or somebody that uh, we have amazing results um, using doppel uh, well when doppel was tested independently by a psychologist for its ability to improve focus so if somebody struggles with focus maybe adhd um, or probably quite mild forms but um, could it help people to remain focused, stay focused, um, reduce the drugs burden, um, that kind of aspect. Um, there's plenty of careers where, um, or jobs where it's important to stay calm and focused. Um, and in all these cases, being able to do it in a way that's very natural, it's just a natural response that we have to a stimulus. Um, we're not, you know, cutting out any of the steps. We're not sending uh, an impulse into your brain. We're not, um, you know, changing something chemically within you. It's very much uh, this is how we respond to the world, and we're kind of, you could almost call it environment hacking, I suppose. Um, we're just putting in a stimulus in place that you have control over. Um, so for us, because you are the individual and you have control over it and the only person it affects is you, really
0: that can only be a positive thing because we're empowering people. Um, so on your website, one of the things that you spoke about the, in terms of the research that you've done was this thing called the Lightbox um, experiment. And I was wondering if you can talk a bit about that because that was fascinating when I read about that. Okay, so this
1: was a very early piece of research that we did, um, and what we were basically trying to find out was whether we could create um, kind of an emotional connection or a connection to an inanimate object. Um, I did speak about the pulsing light on your Mac. Um, I mean, that's not what we thought of when we did it, but somebody else made that connection later on. Um, And what we did was we gave people four identical objects. Um, It was a see-through... Um, playing card, um, and then through each one we pulsed a light at varying different rates. Um, we then asked uh, people to the participant to select one. And we didn't give many clues as to why and people, if they you know asked for more clarif- for clarification, like which one should I get, we just said pick the one you want, pick your favourite, um, and people picked and. This was a very rough and ready experiment, it was not controlled, Uh, obviously we tried to put in structures in place to make sure that we didn't um, skew the results at all, Um, but what we found, um, and it didn't really matter on the environment, um, what we found was that people would select the one that was closest to their own heart rate. Um, They were much more likely to do that, so people were perceiving Um, these objects and they were preferring the ones that in a very small way were most similar to them Um, and this is fascinating obviously because this is an inanimate object Um, and i mean it was much more of a it was very exploratory i'm not sure we were looking specifically for oh this can do this it's going to solve this problem Um, but it was interesting because as it comes into this area of empathic technology if say we want to have technology taking on more and more roles maybe more and more human roles um, say if there's there is a caregiving robot that's helping in a in a care home i'm not for one moment suggesting that we want you know old people to be in a care home where there's only robots and no people um, but let's say they're doing some very menial tasks if they're there and they are they feel human and nice not in a oh uncanny valley they look a bit like a person but in a they just feel more organic and human. Um, that's going to create a much nicer environment. and if there are robots doing a sort of menial tasks, then the nurses can concentrate on care and talking to people and that kind of thing. Um, so there's a perhaps a positive application of, of this. I mean, you could look at the negative side of things as well in terms of getting people to choose a certain item is obviously going to be beneficial for some people. Um, but it was it was a piece of research and it was very interesting. I would love to see it done more rigorously, shall we say.
0: Okay, so Jack, um unfortunately for me, um we've come to the end of the interview, but um, I'm sure everybody's gonna want to know this. Where can people find out more about um your work and when can people buy a Doppel?
1: Well, um the best place is our website um which is We are called Team Turquoise, and the website is tturquoise.com. That's turquoise with two T's at the beginning. Not the best domain name we know. Um, And also, there's a lot of information on our Kickstarter page, so if you search for Doppel, um, D-O-P-P-E-L, in Kickstarter, you'll find our Kickstarter page. Um, We are going to be taking more pre-orders. At the moment, there's a sign-up on our website um, to be on the list so you know when that becomes available
0: Jack thank you so much for spending time with us today Um, I've had a really great time and um, yeah thank you for sharing your insights with us thank you very much so there you go empathic computing and wearables that can learn the rhythms of our bodies to help us remain in an optimal state this is amazing stuff so be sure to order a Doppel when they become available. Don't forget to check out our online conference, which will be taking place on the 3rd and 4th of March 2016. You can see all of this at digitalmindfulness.net. Until next week, take care.